0: Opinions expressed on ACB media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: I do apologize to you that are on uh, that I was not here last week. Um, We had two things going on at one time. We had maintenance being done around our property, cutting down bushes and uh, putting some brick molding on our garage that had rotted out, replacing that and, uh, just doing all kinds of outside things. And then also on top of that, we had company, we had family come down to visit. So I figured they weren't going to leave right at four and I didn't want to leave them. So, uh, I decided the best thing to do was cancel. So I'm here again. That just gave you guys an extra week to look at your notes and so forth. So anyway, uh, Allison was talking about recordings, and I want to remind you that I believe every recording is up. Mike Moran has been doing a good job getting them up, and uh, I think everyone is up to this up to this week's recording. So um, you can check on the <coughs> ACB uh, community website, and you should find them. You might have to look for them a little bit, uh, but they're there. Um, <clears throat> now, Greg who's on with us here, had some information that you might find helpful. So I'll let him tell you about that also.
2: Well, uh, he's going to discuss uh, some Roman life today. There's a BBC series. that's on Audible. Uh, it's on Audible. It's called Falco. and It's not, not the author of Falco or something. It's, it's a Falco. It's make sure it's the BBC series. And there's about 12 hours of it available. It's audio. It's an audio dramatized, the audio dramatization. So there's no video. And It's twelve hours of it, I think it's the cost of one audiobook, which is probably fourteen or fifteen bucks, but the BBC does a really good job of sending you back in Rome and letting you hear everything you know that would be going on so you might want to just listen to that and give it a shot if you're if you haven't done you know done that it might be something worth looking at maybe just buy one episode or something if you want to just you know get a feel for it uh, The other thing we discussed is hoopla from your local library that lets you they don't have it on, on the library unfortunately um but it lets you borrow audiobooks from your library. You get 21 days downloads to your phone. You can play it. Then it goes back. And there's some music there, too, and some videos and things. So ask your local library for it. Uh, you know, Talk to your library. Maybe they can help you get it straight and everything you know, with your library card. And that's, that's pretty much it, really, basically. But uh, those things might be of interest to somebody. So we okay. thought we'd mention them.
1: That's good. And you made me think, you made me think, thank you very much for that. Uh, you made me think of something else, which if you can get it, you might find interesting. Ninette and I listened to it years ago, and it's quite uh, interesting. And that is the, if you ever can get a hold of the Masterpiece Theater recordings of the book called I, Claudius, or you, if you could even get the book called I, Claudius by Robert Graves, that is quite well done. And it is Roman civilization, uh, at its great, at its worst, or at its greatest, I don't know. It's when all the emperors were ruling and all the things that were going on there, especially the end of Augustus's reign. And um, it was—it's uh, very good. You remember that Ninette? It was pretty interesting. I mean, even Ninette doesn't care that much for Roman Civ, but I think she even enjoyed it. So uh, it was good. Um, we're going to be talking, shifting gears to get into Roman Civ. We're not going to probably get into it today, but we're going to move toward it at least, and I'd say in a week or two, I'm going to change the description of this class to say mythology and Roman civilization, just so people will know that that will be included. Uh, So, any comments, questions? All right, well, uh, I wanted to talk about a word that I heard the other day. Greg and Ninet and I were involved in in an estate planning seminar that our state had and it was quite well done. And uh, one of the words that comes into estate planning when you deal with estate planning, hello, Tom. One of the words you deal with when you deal with estate planning is the word fiduciary. Okay. And that word comes from the Latin word fiducia, F I D U C I A. There's Miss Carla. Uh, Carla, I was saying that, among other things, I was saying that. We had a seminar here in Maryland uh, last week about estate planning. And one of the words that we heard in that seminar was the word fiduciary. And fiduciary has to do with the Latin word fiducia, which means guard. Uh, And so anything that's fiduciary refers to guardianship. And so, for example, if you are doing an estate or doing a, a will or something, uh, you have to have that will or that estate put into some kind of thing that can do fiduciary responsibility, uh, such as you must have it registered in a, in a in the courts or in a law office. Uh, we had ours registered once with something called the Baptist Foundation, which also could do fiduciary responsibilities and could could execute a will or could. Uh, house a will or hold on to a will. Uh, so that's a word you might hear when you're doing your estate planning. Anything concerning fiduciary means guardianship. Uh, all right. So you might just see that word sometime. Now, just to review, and we had a lot of time to review this week because we had two weeks in, uh, to, to, to kind of go over this stuff. Let's just hit some of this uh, medical Latin a little bit. What's S O S mean in Latin? In medical Latin, it doesn't mean, you know, help. Well, it kind of, kind of does. But what does it mean, S O S? If you saw that on a medicine bottle, what would it mean?
3: Are we in lesson thirty-one, or where?
1: Yes, are we? we are. Okay. Yes, we are. I have to make sure because I'm having trouble with my favorite Braille note. Type. <laughs> with your favorite, well, I don't know if you'd do much better with something else. They're having trouble with them too. So, but I think you would probably find it a bit easier. S O S means "see opus sit," meaning if there should be a need. So, like, if you have some medicine that says S O S, that means if you need it, do it. All right. What's A C? a c if you hear him'm yelling, it's my cat. <laughs> he sounds like a a little baby here. what's a, what is um what's a c apparently he got stuck. Hey. I mean like, I think he was out
3: here somewhere outside
1: oh, he probably and... wants his food is what he probably wants. What's a <laughs> c It's not air conditioner. <laughs> no, it's not air conditioner. This is this is BC before conditioners. <laughs> AC yeah. means ante kibum, that is before food. So take before eating. And PC means post kibum after eating. So if you see AC or PC, that's what it means. What about HS? Well in
0: Winky's case, it was uh
1: AC. before food uh, because yeah, right. he wants to get fed. Right. <laughs> What's what's HS? HS hora somni. Yep, meaning and meaning. At bedtime. Uh, bedtime. At bedtime, right? Right. Okay. Then we have BID and TID. BID twice. means yeah, twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. All right. And T and uh, uh, TID
3: three times twice a
1: day. This <laughs> NDA's tear NDA's right. What about R-X? And that's a tricky one. Recipe. Right. Recipe. It means take, but we don't know why it has an X in it. it somewhere along the lines, someone made a mistake. They probably should have written R-I-C or something, R-E-C, and they wrote R-X. And I don't think anyone quite knows why that got done. But R-X means take. From I wonder R-X. if they thought the X was just a short form for whatever it was they were. Writing, I don't know. That's a that's a good point. And I don't know the answer to it. No one seems to to be quite sure. All right. What about what about known rep? What? Known rep. N-O-N-R-E-P.
3: It's like non-repetitur. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat
1: it. Don't repeat it.
3: Don't take it again. Is that what
1: they mean? Yes. Don't take it again. Then we have aqua pura and aqua distillata. Aqua pura. Pure water. Yep. And aqua distillata. Distilled water. Yep. And then another one that you might see that has nothing to do with medicine, but it's with aqua, aqua vitae, the water of life, meaning Uh sometimes brandy is referred to as aqua vitae. So you might see that aqua vitae, water of life. Okay. Cop. What? No, for heaven. Cop. Uh,
3: there's um, How does it something fell? like
1: copiatur. Yep. Let him take or let it be taken. Right. Oh. And GT, GT, uh, GTT drops. Drops. And there we are. Okay. Oh, and then we forgot PRN, didn't we? We forgot PRN.
3: As necessary.
1: Right, as necessary. Pro re Nata. Yeah, that's a tricky one. And then uh, we had a couple phrases which uh uh you might see sometime. Cogito ergo sum. Mm-hmm. I think What's therefore I mean? am. I think therefore I am. Remember who said that one?
3: Descartes.
1: Descartes, yes. And put the horse
3: before Descartes.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, de, yeah, that horse before Descartes. That's it. Main sauna in corporate A sound mind a and a sound,
3: and a sound body. body.
1: And who said that? Do you remember?
3: I'm not good at uh, the...
1: Juvenal. Some, somebody. Yes. Yes. Very good. Juvenal. Juvenal is, a, is a, a Roman satirist who was very bitter about life. And he kind of said, well, the best thing you can hope for is a healthy mind and a healthy body. Mm-hmm. really uh, how does
3: he spell his name
1: juvenile j-u-v-e-n-a-l in english and j-u-v-e-n-a-l-i-s in latin hmm. uh, and uh, he wrote a 600 line satire against women and you girls will probably not like it very much hmm. and you get this distinct idea that he never was married or if he was it must have been a very unhappy thing <laughs> And he says things like, you know, women complain if they go on a ship, they cry and they fuss and they and they puke all over their husband with seasickness, and they don't want to get on. But if you get them, if you if you put them with their lover, and their lover's taking them on board a ship, they jump on board, grab the ropes, and pull on the ropes along with the sailors, and say, "Yo ho ho, let's go!" And uh, it's, it's just kind of that sort of thing, you might say. Uh, just telling how difficult women are. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so you just wonder, you know, what kind of, what kind of marriage he must have had, but, uh, but he's got another very interesting one. There's one about a blind guy. And one of his satires is about somebody catches this big fish. And in those days, if you caught a great big fish or you got something real big, you better share it with the emperor, hoping that he would give you part of it. So, you know, if you got a big will, you better share some of your estate with him. Uh, and so this big fish, someone takes it and gives it to the emperor, but there's no pot big enough to cook it in. So they bring the emperor's cabinet in and one of the people in the cabinet is a blind man. And they said, he came in and he was praising this big fish. He was looking one direction. The fish was in the other direction, but that's it. That was just his way. He would look Mm -hmm. off in the wrong direction. I'm sure all of us have done things like that.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: they also added one other detail about him. He burned for a girl he had never seen, which I thought was (laughs) kind of interesting, uh, you know, so anyway, uh, that's all I can tell you about him. But he, that's the kind of stuff juvenile writes. He's very uh, pessimistic and uh, kind of funny in, in parts, but, uh, but pretty pessimistic anyway. But he did write that sentence, uh, healthy mind in a healthy body, which is uh, kind of become a motto for, you know, being athletic, being healthy, that kind of thing. Then we have our statement from John, from Abraham, uh, concerning Abraham Lincoln's death and concerning Caesar's death. It's kind of interesting. This phrase was used to cover two assassinations. Seek semper tyrannis. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Thus. Das- always to tyrants. Right. And you have to understand the verb may it be. Thus always may it be to tyrants or for tyrants. And that phrase was supposedly said when Julius Caesar was assassinated, and it was repeated again when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth, supposedly. And I think that phrase probably, I don't know for sure, I think that phrase probably probably originates with Shakespeare, Mm -hmm. who says he knew a little Latin and less Greek, but he knew pretty well. He knew Latin pretty well. I mean, his less Latin is like volumes compared to what people know today. So, And then in vitro, or in vitro is the English pronunciation.
3: In glass.
1: Right. Meaning?
3: Um, being fertilized in the glass, being born.
1: Right, right. right. For or, an egg and a sperm that are fertilized in a tube instead of in the human body. And so when people can have children, they sometimes have babies grow in a test tube. That's called in vitro. Right. Neck plus ultra. Uh, I know that one. Does that mean the best it can be? Yeah. Like that. Cannot go beyond. Right. Cannot go beyond the best it can possibly be. Yes. Good job. Good job. Uh, alter ego. Or in English, we'd say alter ego. Another self, right? Another self. He is my friend. Uh, he has another I, another self. Yeah. And then sine qua non. This one always confuses me. I know yeah. I got a, a thick skull. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's it's.
3: It, I think it's the
1: way that I think it's the way we define it that confuses you. It means without which, which, without not.
3: which, not.
1: Therefore, it, when you tell somebody, if you don't do such and such a thing, I will not do such and such a thing, you're really saying sine qua non. Okay. So, for example, if you tell your students, if you want an A, you've got to do your homework. In a way, that's a sine qua non because what you're saying is without homework, it ain't going to happen. Uh-huh. Without uh-huh. homework, you don't get an A. Okay, so the sine qua non of getting an A in your class is do homework, turn your homework in. Uh, Does that make sense? Make a little better sense. So it just means without which, not. Uh, Well, I guess
0: what maybe makes it a question is how would you use it?
1: Okay, you could say, well, Carla could say to her students, but they probably wouldn't understand her. She could say, "I want to tell you all one thing right now. Sine qua non in this class is homework." (laughs) Yeah, yes. <laughs> I try that. You yeah, you try that. I'll say, what? What did she say? Yeah. Uh, you, or you could say, somebody could say, in World War, at the end of World War II, a sine qua non for the United States to accept Germany's surrender is that Germany had to dismantle its army. In other words, with if that did not happen, then surrender would not happen.
0: Okay, so you would never use it in like that phrase with other latin
1: words uh, i mean it's just a standalone. It, well most uh, of these phrases kind of stand by themselves i guess that's true I, i've never thought none of that. them are yeah but i mean you you can say it in a, in a quick way you know you could say it like instead of carla saying if you don't do homework in my class you will not get an a that's a long way of saying it she could simply say to get an a homework is a sine qua non in this class and it's a little quick yeah I mean it's quicker if you know what she means anyway yeah but today today the trouble with it is people don't know it in at one time I think you're not kidding have understood it because I certainly didn't know what it meant yeah they, they,
0: they don't understand. even know
3: what it is when I give them an assignment in English yeah I, I am so <laughs> disgusted right now it's the end of the year and you ought to see how they're blown off well they, they don't, don't do but they're failing
1: yep yeah. they don't do homework and then they wonder why well. They don't. They they wonder why they're not uh, getting it. I know I, awesome. know. I know. I'm
3: not fair. I'm mean. I don't understand. I said no. I think you got it backwards. You don't understand.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this I is know. one reason you're not still doing the homeschool co-op. Yeah. Right? I, I had these kids in history, and I mean, they just. <laughs> I was working my butt off because history is not my major. I was working, and they were doing nothing. I mean, they were just coming to be entertained, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just got, I figure, what am I putting all this time in for if they're not, and they, I had one Latin student, I had one French student, uh, a French student, the French student actually did go up and take French at the community college and really was able to go ahead and really benefited from it, but uh, the rest of them were pretty, pretty bad. Anyway, at least you guys, we don't have to worry about homework in this class, although the more you do of it, the better you will do. But anyway, all right, let's talk about Animals, birds. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. How do we say bird in Latin?
3: Okay. Yep, Owis. Owis.
1: And that is a feminine word. How do we say bee? Opis. 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 Can anyone give me a derivative from either opis or awis? Or well, aviary for awis, yep. aviation,
3: yep. Opis, er, opis, apiary.
1: Apiary Uh-oh. is a fancy way of saying a beehive or a, like a place to get honey from. Yeah. Okay. What's the word for cat? Felix. <laughs> no. Now no. That, that's very interesting. It's very close. Felix, F E L I X means happy. Remember there's a cartoon on TV oh. called Felix the cat? <laughs>
3: Felix. Felix. Yes.
1: Actually, if they'd done that in Latin, Felix Felix or Felix mm-hmm. Felix, it would have gone it would have been a great uh, little phrase there. But Felix the cat ca- Felix means happy, lucky. Uh, It's one another word for that. So, Gary, I wanted to
3: ask you, did you see the cat in the hat on Bookshare in Latin? No. Is it on there? I I can't find it now. It was there and I downloaded it at one time and I lost it and now I can't find it. But I had a
1: print copy of it at one time that I used to give to my students. Some of those books like that, um, the cat in the hat, and they had all the Harry Potter books in Latin at one time. And uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is great in Latin. I've got it. But some of those books, you got to know the vocab. If I were to ever do it, if I were to put Winnie the Pooh in Latin, which it's already in Latin, but if I were to ever put an addition to that out, you'd have to have a whole page of vocab to help the kids read it because. Oh,
3: well, you would. And the other weird. About thing balloons
1: is- in, in regular Latin. Yeah.
3: Hmm. And you know, the other weird thing is, you know, you can switch the Google language, you know, the Google page language over to Latin. Isn't that Hmm,
1: absurd? Really?
3: Get all your prompts and Latin and everything.
1: Are you serious? I'd be lost. And yet we don't have any voice, the voiceover, or none of these voices, Jaws, none of them read Latin.
3: No. And And that makes me so mad. None of the dictionaries have them, like the Kurzweil Dictionary. It should have Latin. These dictionaries that are on the note takers, why don't they do a Latin
1: one? You would think they would have Latin, even just to have it for people to refer to but no none of them do i wonder i bet the american printing house no longer sells that latin dictionary they used to sell they used to sell a 20 some volume latin dictionary which i have which my i got for my birthday when i was 19 i think um but i don't know that they have that anymore but it's very handy to have it um but anyway um cat feles that's where we get feline. What about bull? Bull. Taurus. Taurus. That's where we get the sign. Taurus in English, we pronounce it. Cow. Baca. Baca. Vaccine. Vaccine.
3: That's
1: right. That's where we get
3: vaccine. We're going to get vaccinated. That's where we get
1: vaccine. (laughs) Going to get vaccinated. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. right. (laughs) Um, Crab. Conquer. Cancer. Conquer. Conquer. It's second declension, but it's where we get cancer from. Okay. Uh, fish. Hello, Beth. Fish. In Spanish, it's congrejo, crab, peace, peace. What's that, Beth? I'm sorry. In Spanish, it's congrejo. Really? Yeah, congrejo. Yeah. You're right. Uh, crab.
3: Yeah.
1: Really? Okay. What is it in okay. French? I don't even know. A uh, crab's. Crab. 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 crab
3: then mm-hmm. piscis is fish you'd ask Pis, him about yeah fish. yeah yeah and i keep telling my brother he says he was ashamed when he worked in the aquarium and i said just say you're a
1: piscatologist oh um, yeah that would have done it piscatologist <laughs> and then people wouldn't have asked him what it meant they would have said boy he's got a oh job. yeah <laughs> uh, fish uh, we said well piscis that's piscis. where you get
3: pisces
1: Yep, Pisces and the f- the word piscina in Spanish meaning swimming pool, and the word piscine in French meaning swimming pool. So yeah, dog, harness, yes. harness. Yep, fox. Uh, Who fox, fox. is lupi, lupus? Uh, no, I'm sorry, volpes. Volpes. Yeah, volpes yeah. is fox, sorry. and lupus is Lupus
3: is is um, f- um, oh, wolf. Is
1: wolf. Wolf. Yeah, I got mixed up here. Horse. Well,
3: you got a choice: equus and cabalus.
1: Right, equus and cabalus. Mostly in classical Latin, it's equus. I think in medieval Latin, you'd probably see cabalus more, which is why in Spanish you have caballo. You get the chevalu. word from huh? Yep, yep, that's right. And chevalier, and uh, what's the word for uh, knight in uh, Spanish? is it caballero considered? caballero caballero okay there caballero, you know, so. yeah that's right and that's where we yeah. get chivalry
3: uh, cheval, yep. chivalry yep and french oh. is the most oh. removed
1: of all, of all the romance languages yep french is most removed spanish believe it or not now this is hard to believe carla you can tell me if this is true or not but i read somewhere of all the romance languages spanish is closer to latin even than italian is
0: mm. yeah yeah, I would say a little teacher. bit of... I'm not Carla, but
1: that's all right. You can give your opinion.
0: Um, there's the a little bit of thing that I was trying to tell you about Gary, and his name is San Martin Caballero, and he's pictured like that on a horse. He's a like a Spanish knight, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very good. What were you saying, Ninette?
0: I I just kept thinking. When I was taking Spanish, that little bit that I took, I thought, I gotta forget about this Latin because it's it's just enough different. I thought I got I gotta just do Spanish now,
3: not get it mixed up
1: with the Latin. Especially when you get the gerunds like because they look just like Latin gerunds
3: what's weird about italian i always think of italian as sort of a cross between spanish and french because you've got the partitive you know the la" stuff going mm. on in italian the double letters that you have in french mm. and
1: that's it's interesting so
3: weird mm. and you would think that the latin uh, the italian would be the closest because yep. it was its closest descendant <laughs> i
1: don't quite understand yeah, you how that. Happened. you know why because in what it is the people there in spain that were speaking latin were remembering latin better than the people in italy because in italy it was changing whereas the people in spain the roman army pulled out and everybody's trying to kind of remembering how they said it and the old the 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 archaic forms hung in there more than they did in italy where things were changing all the time and they think that's what
3: But then you had the influence of the Moors and everything when you think well, that's true too. And you'd
1: think that would corrupt it, wouldn't
3: it? And it did in a lot of ways. That's why well, you yeah. get all those J's and weird things happening. Yeah.
1: That's very interesting. Very interesting. Frog. Rum. Rana. Yeah. Rana. We're gonna learn a song yeah. sometime about a frog. Yeah,
0: that's um, the a really in Spanish too, Rana.
1: Really? Really? Is it? Uh huh. I was thinking, and in French, it's uh, qu- in French, it's uh, wait a minute, qu- um, grenouille. It's grenouille. Grenouille, yeah. Because clews to grenouille. Mouse. Moose. Moose. Yep. Moose. Mores. Mm-hmm. Remember the genitive is muris. Uh, uh mm-hmm. A lamb. Agnes. 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 That's where you get the Agnes de E. Remember. Mm-hmm uh serpent oh, yeah, or yeah. snake now there's two words or a whole bunch of words for snake
3: snake um you got serpents
1: i have serpents here which is masculine
3: Serpentis.
1: anybody remember another word uh,
3: There's
1: weepera um, weepera like viper. viper and that one's feminine of course then there's anguis, 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 which i think is feminine then there's Oh, I was trying to think of what it
3: was.
0: That's it's right. I forgot land. about that one.
1: Yeah.
3: It's
1: the Yeah,
0: that's line. where they get Culebra from in Spanish. Yep. And uh, and then they have a word, mm-hmm. What's that one, Beth? Vivora. It's oh, like no, viper, but it's no, Oh, 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 okay. And
3: then in French, it stuck more to this, you know, the serpents, because you got serpents.
1: Serpent, and uh, is that the only word? I think that's, Le I
3: serpent. guess that's the
1: main one. What do they use in uh, Le Petit Prince, Serpent?
3: Le Serpent.
1: Yeah, okay.
3: Le Petit Prince, I think. Oh, I love that book.
1: It's quite a book. Do you Have you, have you ever heard the Gerard Depardieu um, narration of it? Yes. I have that if are you ever we? want it. Oh,
3: yes, I would. That would be great.
1: You'd like to have it? I would. I'll get it for you. I'll send it to you. I have to take it. I have to burn it. I have to uh, rip it off my CD. But I'll burn. It. I'll give it to you. It's it's wonderful, especially that first scene where that where the music plays. You know, and then that guy's working on his plane, and all of a sudden he says, "Can you draw?" They seem Whatever. Oh, <laughs> and he says, "He says, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay." Anyway, uh, sheep the sheep is always right. And that word is um, that word is fem is um, that word is feminine, which is a little tricky to me, but it is. Um, and uh, okay. I think that covers them all. And the only other thing we had as far as grammar was adjectives. And we already went over letter B, using these adjectives. I would like to review the meanings of some of these adjectives just to make sure we know them. Bellus. What's bellus, bella, bellum mean? How beautiful. Yep. beautiful. Now, there is a beautiful. word. Don't get mixed up. There's another word, bellum, belly, which means war, which war. is not at all beautiful. And Don't ask me why those two words are so similar, but this. Did you really see amazing. Gary,
3: the poem, uh, there was a poem in Latin and boy, I wish I could find, it. it was an old linguistics book I had, but it was a play on a beautiful war. You know, it was, it was a satire, but it used both of those words and it played on them. Have you ever wondered who wrote those? that? Do you know who wrote it? No, I don't remember. It, and I wish I could find it again. I
1: bet it's a, I bet it's a medieval thing. Cause I've it never was. seen I, it.
3: I remember it was medieval. It
1: would have to be some, there's some very interesting Latin. In medieval Latin, I had a course, uh, unfortunately, I didn't, I'd like to have spent more time on it than I did. There's a thing on acupuncture written in medieval Latin that we read one time, and uh, you wouldn't think they'd been fooling anybody would have written about acupuncture. There's another thing I read one time about drinking tea, about when the first people came and drank tea uh, in Latin. Uh, So there's a lot of really interesting things written in medieval Latin.
3: Yeah, and in old French middle French yeah. and yeah. like le tamarant
1: and things like that. Oh my goodness. The chanson de Roland. Chanson de Roland. I know I've read oh, oh my gosh. Ah. You can tell she's a French major, can't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does Liber liberal liberum mean? Excuse me. Let me say it right. liber libera liberum. Now this is one of those ones. Free. Yep. Um, now you have to be careful with this word. Liber is free. But liber, libri, is book. book yes. And liberi in the plural is children, meaning the freeborn ones.
3: Oh.
1: So it's kind of confusing. Uh, of course, we get libra and libro and all that kind of stuff. Uh, longus. Long. long. long, Magnus. Large. Big. Great. Yep. Large. Yep. Big. Um, by the way, if you pronounce that in Catholic Latin, you say manius. So, magnus in classical Latin, manius in, cla- in Catholic Latin. Miser. Miserable. Yep. Poor. Uh, miserable. Wretched. That's where we get our word miser, because a miser is miserable. <laughs> Multus, Much. Huh? Yep. And the plural, many. Much in the singular, many in the plural. Niger. Black. Black. Parwus. Small. Mm-hmm. Pulcare. That's an ugly word. Pretty Beautiful. Beautiful. Trit. Yep. And sicus, Dry. Dry. Sober. And then we had some new words. Kawa, meaning cave, hole. Loch, loctus, meaning milk. We get lactic acid, which I guess is milky looking acid uh oh, yeah. mel melis meaning honey um that's the french word i think is mel miel i don't know how to pronounce that word
0: yeah
1: miel in yeah spanish word.
0: in spanish
1: word okay um it's the same word for syrup though you know is it really syrup in uh-huh. french i think they say syrup don't they if they want to say syrup syrup, like syrup
3: yeah isn't there a word that means like honey voice mellifidus or something like melefidus, that
1: yeah yep um uh, mellifidus yeah mellifidus uh, mele- what is mellifluous that's what it mellifluous yeah. Okay. yeah um obesus fat, fat fat get obese from it and there we are and so now we know all our words for this week we can read our sentences and these sentences are the dumbest sentences probably in the world, but for what I could think of to have you read. So number one says, "Wolf est obesa et magnum stomacum habet." Wolf is fat and
3: a big stomach. Yep. And the fox
1: is fat and has a big stomach. stomach. Yeah.
2: That's it.
1: Phales parwas phales parwus, mures magnus captat said mure's known copit quote in kawa kurun there's a mistake in that sentence by the way it should say in kawam kurunt they run uh-huh. into their hole all right so it says the phale's par was mure's magnos coptat Kaptat means chases okay, so the small cat chases cat the chases chases, mice chases the big mice big, big, big mice. mice but what mure's known copit but the uh, mouse isn't my, caught. No, he well, he but, doesn't catch the catch, mice. Catch, he catch, mice. He doesn't catch, catch the right. mice because okay. they run into their cake. Okay. Yeah, okay. Waka okay. multum lock mihi semper dot the cow
3: the cow gives yes. a lot of milk. Milk to me.
1: Yeah, the cow always, always gives always, a lot of, milk, a lot to of milk to me said ego amiki's locked though said ego amiki's locked But
3: i but i give, give him wait i give milk to my friends i give friend.
1: milk to my friends, friends. Quote, lock known yeah.
3: bibo um because because I, I, I
1: don't drink milk i don't yeah. drink milk yeah uh, and that's milk. a true that's a true statement <laughs> you wrote because, up for yourself yeah. uh, that's a true statement because i hate milk i cannot oh. stand white milk i just cannot i never been a my father said i never liked it even as a baby huh. uh, i don't know how i lived but anyway uh, i never <laughs> have liked milk you don't know what's good <laughs> that might be true thomas <laughs> but i don't know i would much prefer oh, a ginger lovely, canada dry it? ginger ale tom that sounds a lot better to me. You said this is lesson 31. One of those, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I know you like milk. I know you,
3: I love buttermilk and milk. And
1: oh my gosh, if you gave me a glass of buttermilk to drink, I would really
0: be. <laughs> well, now supposedly, if you buy buttermilk, it's not
3: real milk. I, I heard that. that, I don't understand. It's, oh. so-
1: it's some concoction that well. No- Nine, I bought some that was two percent, didn't you? What What was that you bought? You bought some buttermilk, and it was two percent. I think it was
0: one percent. One percent, and I didn't think I. You know, I don't know if I requested the wrong thing, but mistake. But I didn't want one percent buttermilk. He was trying in. to
1: make a cake with it, but
0: it turned out.
1: Your cake uh-huh. turned out.
0: You You said this is lesson thirty one. Uh huh. Wonder where my lesson thirty one is. I don't have one. I
1: wonder if I ever gave it to you okay maybe i didn't i'm sorry i think i did because you said nobody's going to write all these sentences i think i did maybe you look i did
3: all the work and my touch plus didn't save it i could have killed it oh no that's (sighs) terrible so i'm doing everything i'm giving you is off my head
1: oh my gosh well you well at least you did it that's wonderful because i didn't even do it (laughs) see i got such diligence carla we're gonna have to give all these guys an F. that's all (laughs) Infantes lac amant et bibunt. So children love milk and drink. Yep, children love milk and drink it, except for me. Et feles obessa quoque lac bibit. And the fat cat,
3: the cat um, drinks it,
1: milk. And the, yeah, and the fat cat also, also drinks, drinks milk. milk yeah. Always, pull, here's a tough sentence. Always pull cry. Owa parwa habit at pipiunt. Oh, that's not too horse oh, Now, owa means eggs, by the eggs. way.
3: Yeah,
1: that's a really good oval. Yep. And way more. Gary, mm-hmm. it's the... 20
3: minutes till.
0: Thank you, hour.
1: Allison. You're
3: welcome.
1: Or as and we would say in Latin, maltas gratias tibiago. So <laughs>
3: the pretty birds. Um, the pretty birds
1: have, um, have small have small have egg small eggs, eggs. You can guess,
3: and they hmm.
1: and they chirp. And they chirp. Oh, that's what I was pipiunt. Pipiunt. Doesn't it sound like peep? Yeah, peep. Mm-hmm. That's uh, some Latin words do have a nice sound. That's one. The one another Latin word I love that's an animal sound is the word latrot. The word la trot means to bark, like he barks. It just sounds like a bark to me. Oh, uh, sure. yeah. Okay. La in trot. It's Oh, is it? What is it in French? Abois? Mm-hmm. A abois? Abois? A Boyer? Something like that. Uh, or bois. What is it? A what, bois. You mean I think bar-
0: it's a You mean what word? Bark?
1: Word to bark in French. I think it's abois. I think it's something like that. All right. Here's another one. Always, it couldn't. At boombilant. By the way, the word ikunt means to sting, and the word boombilant means to buzz. All right, so apes ikunt et boombilant. Be sting
3: Ooh. and buzz.
1: Right, be sting and buzz. Said buzz. mel bonum no bees don't. But they give good honey to us. They give good honey to us. Very good. All right. Very good. Um, All right. Now, we did letter B last week in class. We did that completely because it was all those ABC things. And I think we did all of it. But if you look over and don't have an answer for one, we can go over. But I think we did all these in letter B. So let's look at letter C. Now, these are the ones that net says nobody's going to do, and they are hard. So if you don't get these perfect, or if you didn't do them, don't feel bad. These are hard. Small bees fear the loud sound of big dogs, and big dogs fear the small sound of small bees. <laughs> That's a hard sentence. <laughs> Your teacher must have been drunk when he wrote that. No. <laughs> All right, so small bees. Um, let's see. Um,
3: Par Par Paran, let's see here. Api. I don't know what's a plural. What's a plural
1: being? Apace, APES. Third declension. All right. So so now parwa is going to have to change to be feminine plural. So it's going to be parwa Par Parwa apace. Now let's leave the verb fear out for a minute because we're going to put that last. Loud sound going to be the direct object. So it's going to be in what case? Oh no, yep. yep. Magnum sonitum. Magnum. Okay, magnum sonitum. Now, what case says of, of big dogs? Genitive. 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 So, magnorum conum. Magnorum conum, C A N U M. Yeah, magnorum. Now, and then fear is going to be timent.
3: Timent, yes.
1: All right, so it's going to say parwi apes magnum sonitum, magnorum conum, timent. At and big dogs. It's going to be nominative now because it's a subject of this half of the sentence. By the way, if anyone does not want to know what subjects and objects are, I'd be glad to explain those. And if you don't know, you might not be the only person that doesn't know. Remember, the subject is what is verbing. It's what is verbing in the sentence. The direct object is what gets verbed. That's right. So Magni canes. Magni canes, Good night. Fears the small sound.
3: Uh, Tim. Tim,
1: Let's leave the verb fear out until the end. Otherwise until the end. Yeah, but I'm trying to think to about it. Yes. Yeah, so small. small so I used so. to tell my kids, you got a varmint in there. I'd get real loud and they'd get a, crit, <laughs> get Bar, a kick out of it. Parwum.
3: Uh, Parwum.
1: Parwum sonitum of small bees. Par what? Parwum sonitum. Um,
3: parwai. Uh, Genitive
1: api- plural api- now. Parwarum. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, Parwarum. it's feminine. Parwarum. Parwarum apium. apium. Parwarum opium. Uh, hmm. Timet. Mm-hmm. Good. now what I'll do I'll send this to you guys because uh, you know you should have this to look at it's hard to just do it right off your head okay beautiful cows fear large bulls <laughs>
3: <clears throat> bell yep boc
1: yep um magnos yep good horos. job Good Mom. job. Magnos Tauros. Timit. 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 So again, Timit. Again, yes. We'll do one more and then we'll do something different. Okay. The small snake has a big head. Small snake. Snake um, is
3: masculine?
1: Is yep. snake masculine? Yes. Well, you know what? I better check. I think it is. Yes, masculine. Okay. So parvum no parvum um serpent. Right parvus serpent. Parvus serpent. Now, big par- head's going to be accusative cuz it's yeah, a direct so- object.
3: Magnum cap, Capitum. Yep. Magnum.
1: Now it's neuter. Coplet oh, is right. neuter. So Magnum Coplet. Coplet. Yeah. Hobbit. There we go. Now I'm not going to do any more of these right now, unless you want me to, but I will send you the correct answers. And you can well, send. You're
0: gonna send the answers, you might as well let them do them so they because once you send the correct answers, you can't finish them.
1: Well, it's true. true. Okay, I think okay. A small snake has. No, we did that one. Uh, small cats like good milk, but good honey does not please beautiful birds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said, "Small cats." I wrote these, by the way. I can't blame anyone else for them. Small, small cats. Um. Let's
3: see, small cat. Cat.
1: Cats are masculine, mm. believe it or not, even though we unkindly compare them to women sometimes. <laughs> oh mm. I need to work on these. Parwe Feles. F-E-L-E-S. Looks the same as the singular. Parwe Feles. Good milk. Bonum loctum bonum almost bonum lock because lock is lock. lock bonum lock like stand. uh no that would mean taste good milk you're thinking that's right that's right. that's
3: right that's right that's right oh amont amont yeah, that's
1: love yeah that's yeah, right but it's well love or like you can use it either way uh but good that- honey that's your subject. Said, bona Now I'm getting French interference. It's bonum, bonum mel. 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 It's bonum mel. Now, beautiful birds is going to be dative because the, the verb to please takes the dative. That is, it's pleasing to. So that's tricky, isn't it? Does mm-hmm. not please beautiful birds. So that's gonna be easy in a way. It's gonna be pulse mm-hmm. awibus. Aoi Awibus. Uh, known um, plocket. Plocket, oh.
3: Well, how do you know when to use um and bellum? You know, and you can use bellies
1: there. Bellies. You can use bellies. Yeah. I use used bellies,
3: bellies originally and then
1: bellies, they're both uh I don't know if there's much difference. Relate really, between the two. Uh I think I think you see Polk care much more often than Bellas. Much more often. Uh okay, one more. We are giving much milk to the beautiful cat. Donamus. Yes. um uh, lock.
3: Oh wait, um to the Maltum cat. lock. Multum lock. Uh-huh.
1: Pocry's um, Balem, wait, po- Pocry, P-o-cry, P-o-cry. P-o-cry. F-a-ly. F-a-ly? F-a-ly with yep, because it's third declension. It. Okay, so devoted to do this right, really right though, you should put the verb last. So you should write Multum Lock. Well, actually, you could do it either. But you could you could actually write the data first. Pocry Phalei Multum Lock Damus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, and by the way, you don't have to do it that way. If you put damas first, that means we're giving that milk to them, really being emphatic. OK, and if you put um, magnum Lock" first, it might mean we're giving, the, we're giving the milk, a lot of milk. And then if you put the other first, probably wouldn't change the meaning that much. But whenever you take a word out of its normal position and put it in a different position, it just emphasizes it more. Doesn't I, I always me. had
3: fits with that emphasis thing. And our professor was a real stickler for those things. And he was really particular. And I never, yeah. I never did figure it out. And he never did a good job of explaining it.
1: Well, basically what I should do maybe, and I think I might've given it to you on some notes, but I'll give it to you again. Remember the basic word order is subject. Mm-hmm. And then the genitive goes after whatever word it goes with. Then right. indirect object, direct object, infinitives, Words like nod and stuff like that, and then your verb. And anytime a word is out of place, it emphasizes that word because Gary, it's out of place. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, d- does anyone here know? Is that true in the other romance languages too, if a word is out of order? Uh, in, yeah. in Spanish, there is something with emphasis where you, whenever you put a word in a different place, you're emphasizing uh-huh. the word order is much yeah, fringe in Spanish. But then, when you um, move a word, it it really does emphasize because Spanish is a monotonic language. You can't use your voice to emphasize things, really. Huh? And see the thing uh-huh. about I Latin, no
1: idea about that. The thing about Latin, and, and this is Latin. We we don't we think Latin is weird because the verb comes last. But uh-huh. more languages in the world put their verbs last. Yeah, German does it, and don't. Uh-huh. You know, my, uh-huh. my German <laughs> professor used to always say, German, a
3: backwards language is.
1: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and he used to, I don't oh. understand how you think like that.
1: Well, it's, it gives you a suspense. Uh, it's kind of no, cool, wh- really, because when you put the verb last, you're waiting to see what the verb is, kind of. Your uh-huh. mind is doing that, even though you yeah. might not do it consciously.
3: And yet we put we put a zillion adjectives before a noun. You have to wait to, before you get through this whole list of this litany of adjectives to find out what you're describing. Whereas Spanish mm-hmm. puts uh-huh. them after. And then of course, in French, you, and you've got the bags, adjectives, beauty, age, mm-hmm. good, goodness, good mm-hmm. and size that come mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. uh, some of the things we do don't make as much sense to me as some of the things they do in different languages. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But doesn't
0: Latin sometimes have like a sandwich? I mean, it, it, the, the word that modifies
1: it out follows a couple other words that go Oh, together. and that's especially true in poetry. Yes, and that's I, what I we thought, were looking yeah. at last week when we – remember we saw all those weird adjectives where I put them out of order deliberately and had you try to guess whether it says a big cat loves the mouse or a cat yes. loves the big mouse – And you had to look at the ending. And that, yes, in Latin poetry, that happens all the time. And you can paint word pictures by doing that. Uh Um, So, Like the big
3: nose, the girl with the big
1: nose. Yep, yep, like that. Right. That big big nose surrounded that girl. Uh Uh, Yeah. All right, last one, I think. On a long journey, the sad girl with black eyes and a (laughs) long nose sees many handsome boys. Oh my. <laughs> well, that'll take the rest of your five minutes. All right, on the long yeah. journey, on the long journey in a longo. that's hard, or in longo itinerary, you can do it either way. In longo itinerary, let's do it that way. I t i n e r e, tristis puella, cum nigris oculis et naso uh, longo naso. Maltos, pulcros, pueros, we did. There we go. I'll, and I'll send this all to you.
3: When the pulcros can mean handsome.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. well, you can use Bellas too there. Yeah, you can use be- Yeah, uh, there's a funny poem. Well, I won't go that. But there, there's another, there's a poem where it, it means handsome, where it's talking about a guy.
3: You can't Never. do that in Spanish with bonito. You have to use guapo.
1: And you can in. You can't, you never hear in French anyone talk about un I don't think. Ever. Never. Now we have a tongue twister. In mare, in mare, mary, miri, more, muri, uh, plaquette. That's cool, isn't it? In mare, mary, 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 miri, muri, muri, plaquette. Did anyone figure out what that means? Some priest wrote this sentence, by the way. I guess he had nothing better to do than make Latin tongue twisters. But I'm glad he did it. In Mari, Mary, Miri, Mori, Muri, Plucket. Now, if you look at the meaning of the words. In the verse, ocean. That's right. In the sea. In the well, that's part of it. Now, in the sea of what? Of Mary, Miri of wonderful wine, all right, mori to die. So it is it is pleasing for a mouse, mori. It is pleasing for a mouse to die in a sea of wonderful wine. That's oh, what it means. What sense does that make? Well, if you're a mouse and you drown in a sea of wonderful wine, I guess you drown, you drinking as you die. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a silly little tongue twister. Uh, I, I mean, couldn't have written that. But it's cute. So it is pleasing for a mouse to die in a sea of wonderful wine. (laughs) Okay, there we go. There we go. That's how you
0: have to get rid of a mouse, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah. Well, then you could probably pickle him and serve him, right? Because remember, the Romans ate door mice. So we don't have too much time. Now, next week, I'm going to get another set of notes out to you, and I'll start working on them now. So I'll get them out So Carla will have them before Monday, uh, before Tuesday. Um, We'll get them out. And I think what we're going to be doing is continuing. I like this idea of reviewing everything. And we got to review our uh, verbs and our nouns. And we might even get to the past tense. And next week, we'll talk about Aeneas. I was going to talk about Aeneas today, but we just didn't get time. And that'll get us into a little bit into Roman civilization. So we'll start moving toward that. We're at two
3: minutes till.
1: Sorry. Oh, no, no, that's all right. Any comments, questions, snide remarks, anything? Um,
3: Yes, I was confused about the last thing that you had after the um, vocabulary. I think something is missing. Okay. After the
1: vocabulary for this, for the tongue twister. Yes. It says... Right after the tongue twister, it says plaquet. That's the then it says, I know, I I know I, I know one thing. That's the name of this little poem. And then you have a poem, Neschio tam Moltis, quid scribas, Fauste Puelis, Hoxchio, quod scribit nula nulla puela tibi. Remember that? That's a little poem about. I don't know what you're writing to so many girls, Faustus. Uh, and no, no, it is.
3: was before that. It was like that other thing, mori,
1: um, mori, or mori. Um, mori okay, mori, or mori, more to assume. I, I shouldn't have given you all that, but I gave you the whole verb, and it means to die. And then after that, it says, moose, moris, mouse. And then after that, it says, plocket, he pleases, it. Ple- it is pleasing.
3: Sum um, um, would be like to be
1: dead. Yeah, that's what's called a deponent verb, and we haven't even touched them yet. They're passive in form, but active in meaning, and so So. it means to die. You know, we haven't even done the passive voice, let alone the deponent, but that's – I really shouldn't have given you that because that's the principal parts. We haven't done principal parts.
3: Yeah, see, that's what um, I I sort of – I, I, I sort of knew that, but I thought there was something, there should have been another line there, and I can't figure out what it would be. Well, there's
1: a, the, right below that, it says Moose Morris Mouse, and it says plocket it pleases, it is pleasing. And that takes the dative. And then you have this p- other poem that we did last week. So what was she looking for? Some... She just wanted to make sure that she had everything, that she wasn't missing something.
3: Yes, I, I
1: appreciate. I like that little tongue twister by the way. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, okay, I'll see you guys next week with another lesson, and I hope and it'll be a fun. Thank you see, for doing see. this. Oh, okay. you're thank more you. than welcome. More than welcome. We'll see you guys later. Keep look. Keep coming. That's a, yes. if you long as you come, I'll do it. Long as you come, I'll do. it.